Hi there. I'm Washi Ginsberg. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast wherever you are in the world during this extraordinary time in history. I, uh, like you, I like to get paid because when I get paid, I can buy stuff, stuff that, you know, I like to eat. <laughs> and so does Andy and Rachel, who work very hard and help me make the show each week, and I like to pay them. So you probably might hear an ad right now, but you also might not. It could be a lucky day. Let's go. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg and this is a bi-weekly podcast where I hopefully help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's it. Uh, twice a week, I'm right here. On Mondays, I have a conversation with somebody. On Fridays, I have a conversation with you. And that's it. There's over 330 episodes to get stuck into, if you like. There's been a bit uh, of cracking interest around the podcast in the last week or so. I guess a lot of people have got a bit of time on their hands and they're exploring podcasts and a few lovely people wrote some lovely things about this show. And so there's quite a new, a lot of new listeners. So g'day, if you don't know who I am, my name is Osher Ginsberg. I'm a TV and radio and book writing kind of guy from Sydney, Australia. I... Um, host a TV show called The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and The Bachelor in Paradise and I also host The Masked Singer. I used to host a show called Australian Idol and a show on Channel V called What You Want a long time ago. Um, I've written a book. It's called Back After the Break and um, yeah, I've had three names, 50,000 haircuts and um, a lot of different lifetimes since uh, you may have known what I do for a living. But if you've never known what I've done for a living, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, thank you very much to everybody that got in touch and said they saw the Survivor grand finale the other night. Now, that was truly freaking awesome. That was really – it was like when the the kid who – I think I've talked to you about this before – the kid who is a fan of the New York Jets and then the coach of the New York Jets calls him up and said, we need you to throw quarterback for the Super Bowl. And he goes, okay. That was it. It was extraordinary as a fan of Survivor – it was utterly brilliant to be there. It was um, it was super fun. The team were amazing. The team that make Survivor itself were were brilliant. 
And um, I was very, very lucky to work with such an extraordinary team. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. It was, it was really, really great to be a part of it. And I uh, also ask nerdy fan questions that I was like, oh, come on, man, you got to tell me. Did you do that? Did you do this? Well, how do they get the drone shots of the of the of the challenges? What are you doing? <laughs> so I was so all over it. Thanks everybody that did send me an email. Send Osher email at gmail.com is uh, where I am. I'm not really on Instagram nor Twitter on my phone. I've got that all locked off on my phone. So I only ever really check those things. I can't really check the DMs on, on the web browser. So if you do want to write me to any, anything, just send Osher email at gmail.com. Just shoot me a photo of what you're looking at as you're listening because that's really fun to see what you're doing as you're listening. A big hello to Kirsten who did send an email today from South Australia where her partner has repurposed his takeaway food packaging company into a medical mask PPE company and they're busy creating masks so that people can help other people in our country and that is just bloody brilliant and uh, I'm stoked that you listen Kirsten and that you you're a part of the community that listens to this show we really are we really really are all in this together and I was having a a conversation earlier with somebody about what we can do during this time uh, when there is just so much utter uncertainty I was talking to my friend uh, earlier today and she was just flabbergasted that she's uh, another day trying to get through the Centrelink because, you know, there's, I don't know, a couple of million people suddenly unemployed for the first time and they're all trying to access these government services they may have never had to access before. And um, it's it's quite difficult to keep a level head. And so I was talking with a few people about, you know, because like I told you, we're, you know, I check in with you quite a bit and I would tell you some ideas that have helped me in the past couple of days since we stopped production. You know, we've been out of work a week now and um, things that are helping me and helping the people that I speak with every day. Are, I mean, it's difficult. We've got a baby right now, uh, as you know. He's seven months old and he's teething hardcore and it's very tricky to keep to any kind of timed routine. But I would say to you, try to get up at the same time every day. Try to get a morning that looks like a morning done. So there's a separation between getting out of bed and breakfast and then the rest of your day. And that might look like getting out of bed, going for a walk or training, doing some body weight around the house or doing some sort of exercise, eating some food then showering and then getting into clothes that are like, oh, this is me going out for the day, like kind of outside clothes, if I could put it in any other way. And then put a separation there between the morning part and then the rest of the day part. And then just have a little checklist. Did you cook something nutritious today? Did you plan something nutritious to make today? Did you talk to one person for 15 to 20 minutes, like another human being? Did you pick up the phone? Did you FaceTime somebody? Did you check in with your neighbors to figure out if they need anything? Did you create something? Did you draw something? Did you sing something? Did you dance to your favorite song? Did you pet your dog? Did you just look at a plant and marvel in the incredible tropism that creates this extraordinary, extraordinary kind of life form into being out of thin air um, as it takes carbon from the atmosphere and turns it into itself? Did you take some time to feel the breath in your body? Did you watch Tiger King on Netflix? <laughs> Did you share a rad meme that will try and share the burden of, of, of this weirdness that we're all in? And did you practice radical acceptance? Did you practice some acceptance today? 
These are questions that I would ask you to ask yourself, the questions I ask myself every day, because it's really in, you just have to be in acceptance and be with the, the pain and the grief of that acceptance that is a pathway out of whatever pain you might be feeling or fear about the future or uncertainty about what's to come or what is happening. I most definitely had a punch in the nuts the other day. I read an article about the heat waves that happened in Antarctica over the summertime and that it was 20.75 degrees in Antarctica, which as far as I know is probably 20 more degrees than it should be in Antarctica. And then I kind of read a little bit more up about it and started finding out a bit more about the Western Antarctic ice sheet, which um, I don't want to use the word, but is expected to break off uh, when we get to about 1.5 to 2 degrees above pre-industrial revolution temperatures. We are over 1 degree centigrade, Celsius, I don't know what it is, um, of pre-industrial revolution temperatures. So we're well on the way to that happening. And the thing about that Western Antarctic ice sheet breaking off is there's enough water in that to instantly raise the sea level three and a half metres. Now, we're seeing what's happening to the world when a particularly tiny part of the way we live our lives is being affected all right, our ability to be in the same room as another person, okay, or our ability to pay someone who we don't know very well to do something for us within two metres of our body, all right? And that's turning out to be a, a lot of things that we have come to rely on. Yet we still have electricity. We still have telecommunications. We still have a food supply. We still have cars. We still have roadways. We still have, you know, for the most part, mostly predictable weather patterns and, um, we still have like refrigeration and electricity and all kinds of things, right? Heating where we need it. A 3.5 metre sea level rise, which would probably happen, you know, within a, a short matter of months or weeks. Well, that's it, you know. That would make this coronavirus situation kind of look like someone tipped over your wheelie bin and you came home and go, ah. And then you don't know who it was and you have to pick it all up and tidy it up. It's going to make it look like that, all right? So as you know, if you're new to the show, you don't know, but if you have been listening for a while, as you know, like climate anxiety is a big thing for me. And that just hit me so hard. And Audrey, because she's extraordinary, she took one look at me and she goes, oh, what's wrong? Something's happening, isn't it? And I looked at her and I said, there was a heat wave in Antarctica and it was 20 degrees. She goes, that's not good. So no, it's not. And together we kind of felt the awfulness, the horror, the tragedy, the sadness for a little while. And I kind of grieved, if you will, in a little way. I grieved for a couple of hours while I went about my day trying to get, you know, stuff done, building the studio down here in my house. And it hurt and it sucks. But every time it came through, I just had to, you know, Constantly remind myself, and of course I did all my writing and doing everything like that. This is not great. It is okay to feel awful about this, but I won't be alone. And no matter what happens, it'll be a challenge, but I'll cope. I'll find a way to cope. We'll all find a way to cope. However it is, we'll find a way to cope. And I woke up the next day and it's still fucking awful that this is happening 
but it's a little more okay. It's a little more okay, you know? It's just being prepared to be with how horrible it is. Now, there was a time in my life where I would have avoided that and any thought or or conversation about it would have made my body just spasm in agony. But I have to be willing, I have to be willing to kind of think about what it means and think about and be with the pain and be with the discomfort and just hold it, just hold it for a couple of hours. And it's, now I talk to you, it's two days later, and it's okay. It's still awful. Don't get me wrong. But it's okay. I can cope to talk about it and I can cope to think about it and I can cope to wonder what, what's going to happen. What will we do? And um, so that's just an example of how I deal with a episode of a triggering moment or something that will, will set off my anxieties. And of course I did everything else, you know, I made sure I worked out, I made sure that I ate right, I made sure I tried to get some sleep, but Wolfie's teething so that didn't work out. I, I connected with Audrey and I, I spoke to my brother and I, you know, talked to people and I did everything that I know I need to do. And it all works. It all makes it feel better. You know, every little thing you do feel makes it 7% better. And if you do 10 of them, then you're like, well, 70% better, you know, but you've got to, you've got to do it. You can't expect it to be better by itself. You've got to take charge. You've got to take control. And similarly, you know, I don't fucking know when we're ever going to go into production again. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, like you, I'm like, well, how am I going to pay the mortgage come the end of the year? Like, how am I going to pay the mortgage in six months? How am I going to pay the mortgage in five months? Like, what, what are we going to do? What's my industry going to look like on the other side of this? Will my industry even survive? You know, there's a lot of questions out there. And I don't know. It's a humongous amount of uncertainty. But I just have to be willing to be with that uncertainty and try and be in this moment where I speak to you on my new microphone, the beautiful people at Road sent over, <laughs> the Road NT1, I'm talking to you, well, the Road NT1 now, right now, it's, it's, it's lovely, it's sounding nice in my ears, but then again, I've got terrible hearing. Audrey's cooked a lovely meal upstairs, baby went to sleep okay, got an episode of Succession and or Tiger King to watch tonight. I trained, I worked out with my neighbour today. I, I set him up with some kettlebells on one side of my backyard and I was on the other side of the backyard and we had a chat and we trained together. That was really nice. It was a nice thing to do, to connect with another person and do something physical together. It was good, you know? Because these are the only things I can control. I can't control anything else. I can't control any of those big questions I was just asking. This is it. This is, and I just have to be okay with that. I have to, because trying to chase anything else is like, I don't know. It's like, that. It, you know, if I wanted more ratings for our TV show, it would be like running through my neighbourhood, knocking on everybody's doors and running into their house and trying to change the channel to Channel 10. There's way more people than I can possibly ever get to, and I don't want to have arguments with everybody along the way. It's just beyond my power. So I just have to release to it and go, okay, I can only do what I can do. And that's where we are. That is where we are. So, you know, I guess try as hard as you can to, you know, (laughs) accept the things you cannot change and have the courage to change the things you can and understand that the things that you can change is an exhaustively small list. But if you take control and well and truly get stuck into changing them, 
that locus of control, that internal locus of control feels fantastic and it gives you so much more power in your day. Try to create something. Try to create the best sandwich you've ever made. Try to create, you know, the best phone call with your loved one that you've ever had. Try to create a fantastic interaction with one of your kids. You know, have some moment of creativity in your day, whatever it might look like. Try to create an amazing way of making two-minute noodles. I don't know. And just know that we're all in this together. I'm here, you're here. Somewhere Beyonce's on lockdown, all right? Somewhere John Mayer is going, hmm, your body might be a wonderland, but I can't go near it right now. You know, everyone's doing exactly the same thing in this extraordinary moment around the world. It's fascinating. And as you think about how it all might start up again, when it starts up again, try to maybe just think about, you know, what parts of it do I want to bring back? Do I want to do the commute battle up and down the freeway every day to work or is this working from home thing working out for me? And is there a way that I might be able to do more of this and less of that and still do my job? You know, I was having this chat with a mate who, who runs an office of about 30 people. He had to basically close his boardroom and put five desks in there because he was running out of room and he was about to go and rent a new bigger office. Then this all happened and he's like, oh man, we're actually doing really good work. And we don't really need that kind of real estate anymore. And he's figured out that he can run his business in a different way. And so going forward, their business will look completely different. It'll be more of a distributed workforce than a centralized workforce. And, um, you know, think about how much of, you know, whatever it is that you're not doing right now that you really need back again in your life. I guess the only thing I'd say to you is um, make sure you keep a bit of a team around you, Okay people that you check in with regularly, people that you know you can rely on, people you can get a spare roll or a pack of pasta off of. Make friends with the people at your grocery store around the corner. Get to know their name because it's in knowing their names that they might say, hey, we've got more rice coming in on Wednesday. You know, this is the time, man. Look after the people around you and they'll look after you. I promise you. It's going to be a bumpy couple of weeks, but we're here. You're here, I'm here, we're here together. All right. Um, on Monday, <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot of things, guys. On Monday, I'm going to speak about alternative forms of democracy. Different ways that we might possibly find solutions to political problems that are beyond our current political system because I personally feel that the problems caused by our current political system and the handling of this coronavirus crisis in Australia is most definitely a problem of our current political system. And our climate emergency is definitely a product of our current political system. I personally feel that the systems that got into this mess can't get us out of this mess. And so it's time to think about other systems. But I wouldn't want to say that without thinking and presenting a solution, which I can't wait to bring to you on Monday. It's going to be great. All right. If you need anything through the week, send out your email at gmail.com. Have a good weekend. Pat a dog. Let me know what your routine is. Email me your routine. I'd love to know. Because accountability is a breakfast of champions. All right, guys. Until I talk to you Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Mm-hmm.